welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show, Tavon Chris Keys. How are you? What's going on, man? We were talking earlier about uh, the third wall or fourth wall that I I had seen you previously in um, Gradual Soul and enjoyed your music and didn't put two and two together until I we were just talking now. But we're going to talk <laughs> about your project now. Uh, it's a really cool band. Uh, you want to introduce it or talk about it a little bit? You want to? Yeah. Um... Hop in? You saw in Gargantua Soul, and I'm now in a band called Engineered Society Project out of Houston, Texas. Very cool. I've been checking out the music. I've been digging it. So um, hopefully we can turn some more people on to you guys uh, Very cool. from, the, from, this, from this episode. Let's talk about the band. Cause did you say, I'm trying to get an idea of who the members are, because I'm looking at the website and what's going on. Like, So who are the members in this band? Let's so, sit there. We're four-piece we have Sean Salinas on drums. We have Timothy mm -hmm. on bass. We have Jojo Brown on guitar. And we have me, Chris Keys, on vocals. And is this a newer, is this a newer lineup? It's a newer lineup. Actually, before me was Tim Ripper Owens, um, the guy that got into... Um, uh, Chris, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm filling some big shoes here. I'm really excited. We actually just played with a Ripper at the Milwaukee Metal Fest, and that was one of the best. Show I, I can't, I can't believe how great that show was. I can't believe how good the show was. The whole, con I heard the whole, whole thing was really good. So it, it was actually, it was transcendent. It was put together so well, and uh, I can't believe you know you'd hear and then. Everyone would come up to you and go, "Hey, how you doing?" Should you expect <laughs> you expect like, this negative vibe? All the sound people, all the engineers were some of the nicest people and most cooperative situations I've ever been in. And like you said, I was in Gargantua Soul, so I've been doing it for a little while. Yeah, like a hot minute. Um, how how did you end up feeling? I didn't I didn't realize that this was actually Tim was singing before. I know he sang on some of the songs. I could see in the credits. Like I thought he co-sang on a few things just because you know bands always overlap or have other guest singers. But it was right. he was in it 100 before you. I am not really clear on that. They had the guy from uh, Ronnie James Dio um, playing drums at one point, um, and I'm not exactly sure what the story is. I just know that I really dig a lot of their old stuff, and and I was really happy to come together with them. And really, we've sort of become our own band we've taken it to an original place because i enjoy their old stuff but working with them it's sort of like taking it to a different place i think it's a little well, it sounds like it's different it sounds yeah. a little different because well if, if ripper was in it and then you had the guy from Dio, like it seems like a, like a lot of other musicians gathering together from other known bands but then it seems like a lot of you guys have now have evolved taking yeah, yeah. kind of gone somewhere different of your own with it now yeah i got real i got really lucky i um i was in a band and in portland oregon and it completely went south and i w wasn't sure what i was going to do i was like you know wow and actually the, the the band was really doing well and a lot of great things were surrounding the band and you know it's rock and roll and i got really lucky i flew out to texas and i went in there and we actually wrote we started writing like right away we we're like this works and I look for um, the magic aspect to music, you know, when it's really, because really Gargantua Soul is definitely magic. I mean, me oh, yeah. me and Opus finish, finish each other's sentences. He actually just texted me 
And um, he literally is more my brother than my real brother. And, and when I walked in this um, room with Engineered Society Projects, we were like, yeah, man, we're on the same page where we vibe with each other because chemistry is important. And mm -hmm. literally, they hit me with a riff they were working on. And that's actually, we immediately started writing my TV. We were already, by the time I finished my audition, we had a song called Fly on the Wall, um, which is on our EP. That the, the basis for that was already there. So, you know. Some people you're like right away with some people. Hey, man, I've been with people that I can't work with. I've definitely. So it's definitely not every musician that can work together. Well, it's hard. I mean, it's important, especially if you get along, because if you're, you're not making it's even harder now. When you're making the same kind of money. Yeah. You know, yeah. To, to slug it out. You better be enjoying it and enjoying that person. This isn't yeah. the days when you're in a stadium where you can be like, I'm not dog in the Rolling Stones by any means. But like when, the, you know, when we're making Keith aren't getting along. They can afford to take their golf carts and go elsewhere and take a break. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, dude. And, and um, bless them for being that big and doing that. God, you know, be able to play guitar and do that. That's awesome. But level for most musicians, either 99% of the musicians, there's no golf cart from um, one side of the club to the other. You're in the van yeah. next to each other and you guys better behave. <laughs> you know, you're in trenches, you're in the grind. And I'm a, I'm a music documentary freak, and a, a good one to reference is The Police. Like yes, those, yes. those guys were literally like physically beating each other up. <laughs> Could you imagine and, that? Like just punching your 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 other musician in the face or something? That's I crazy. was, I was in a band of fighters. Like everybody was a good fighter, and one God. time, <laughs> one time I saw um, like a, like a physical altercation. Only one time, because really. You know, just know how inappropriate it is and really um but yeah one time i was in a situation but i'm a uh a documentary freak you know it's another good one is the the who like dealing with uh keith moon dude yeah how crazy would that be well that was the thing like it used to be well back then it was more like getting drunk and fighting each other and then it yeah. evolved to just like to like um you know oasis or or like the black crows or like other bands nowadays they just they just are even van halen the brothers with fist fights uh, but then you can't touch the brothers but they fight each other you know yeah, yeah. But, but with keith moon and, and and back then a lot was just just drunken when you get come drunk you become like um dr jekyll and mr high behavior yeah he, he was so crazy a great one i have a uh, great one i love is like watching the eagles documentary and the old guitar player and Glenn Fry, they actually had a microphone on stage, and you're oh. able to hear. You're able to hear. You wait till we get off stage, man. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> That's insane. Like, and, and, like they weren't even. They were. Well, they were like a Linda Ronstadt's band. They yeah, were yeah, the yeah. Eagles before that. So I mean, they locked out so many levels. I mean, they're talented for what they do. Man, you get to that point as a musician, you think you'd be a little happier, like a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, man, and my example with that is watching MTV and seeing David Lee Roth, one of the founding members of what I consider one of the best bands that ever happened, and he had to go back to working as an EMT. And literally, think about it. You're in Van Halen. I don't care what your reason is. He didn't is. have to. You didn't have to. He just wanted to. Oh, really? He was, well, he was rich before he even visited Van Halen. He came from a family with money. He just um, did EMT because he wanted to. Then he also moved over to uh, Japan, and he, he learned how to do all kinds of stuff. He's just very but eccentric. But I'm saying is like, in for me, like you're talking about yeah. being 
is with a band or whatever. For me, it's where I want to be. I actually, um, I wrote a song once that went, I want to live in a rock and roll band. I want to sing just as loud as I can. And that's the bottom line. It's like every aspect of music, whether it be writing, whether it be um, performing, whether it be recording, I, I love I love every aspect of it really, really deeply. And that's that's really why I've stuck with it. For me, Opus is a workaholic. Opus is another one of those guys who stuck with it. Because a lot of our friends, even from Gargantua Soul, you yeah. look at what and they're not doing this anymore. You know, they're not going for it, you know, anymore. And Opus is like me, like we're still in the grind. We're still doing it. We still, you know, we still deeply love it. Well, I think it just depends on what kind of person you are. I didn't, you know, whether you're a musician for life or you're a musician and it worked out well at the time of your life as a fun hobby. You can make some money. It was fun. But you have other aspirations. You know, it's just people are just different. Um, yeah. What's really what's crazy is like nowadays, a lot of musicians are like, like I speak to are like you, where they're, it's no more about the stories about getting drunk and doing other things. It's like the nicest musicians work with the nicest people, getting the best gigs. Like rock and roll has become so polite. Together with these guys and immediately we had a good chemistry. And then I walked on stage with them, specifically Jojo Brown, and he's got a transforming thing. Like he's not that nice guy anymore. I'm not saying he's mean, but he's a, no, he's I, like, he's a different person. I love that kind of thing, man. Because that's what I'm like. I think it's important. Alice Cooper's like that. He's he said that he's been known to say that. He's like that. Alice Cooper on stage is not the same guy anymore. I think at one point it was, and I almost killed him, <laughs> but right. but not anymore. You know, it's it's it's. I mean, there's different types of rock. I mean, there's like serious rock and uh, fun rock and shoegazer rock, but but the real with the rock we come from is like with entertainment. It was like Zeppelin and Halen, and it was there's a lot a lot of other to it. Alice Cooper, you know, there was well, a no, show to it. It was a show to it. I think that's an industry thing, too, is like when you think about Jim Morrison walking on a beach, you think about I think about a label or an A&R guy going and saying, this is what it is. I'm going to incubate this situation. And that's where you get people riding down hallways with motorcycles. You get trashing hotel rooms because basically you're incubating a child mentality and now i think musicians have to become business people along with yeah. um along with incubating that sort of creative um thing within themselves so i think that's where you lost a lot of the fighting a lot of the craziness you know, just really wild and my life was like that though you know i was sort of not thinking i was going to live until uh by 20 so i was my life was actually just like my stage show. My stage show was insane. And, and um, my life was like that too. Now to that point, I do still, you know, I just played this metal fest and and like, you know, witnessing even myself is I, I still like to maintain that, that uh, energy and then that child, you know, that's there. I, I, I don't want to lose that. Right. You know? No, but it's not the same. I mean, uh, well, it's just you. It's just like, look at me, look at me. It doesn't give as much credit as to friends, family. Oh, this is exciting. The whole momentum. The street team does that. Sure. Fan energy does that, you know. Gonna fill the club. And you need that nowadays. So on that on, the, on that note, um, you know, I, there's so many integral parts of it. Steve Wynn is um and actually I gotta look up the studio that we record our stuff in, because I definitely wanna like drop that name. Um basically 
having a great engineer, having a yep. great producer, having the having people that are integrally part of the system is is completely a, a good publicist, a good a good a good publicist. company that supports you. You need a good company if you because you're on tour, no one pays you. I mean, sometimes despite some of these things, bands have done okay. With, but if you have any weak link, you said you know that it hurts the rest of everything. Well, another one is is trusting the people that you get involved with because literally think about Billy Joel. Basically, Billy Joel's I believe his married in brother oh. was his manager and then stole all his money or something like that so yeah literally- something like that that is insane he has that's what he's playing now isn't he he's trying to like make up some money he lost because he got ripped off <laughs> oh. yeah imagine that dude imagine billy joel i mean how much how how many big things that and having to go back to whatever because the people you trusted or the people you allowed into your your camp freaking robbed you man so you got to trust the people you're in and now on that note i definitely want to um mention some of these names steve Wynn, i'm almost positive is his name the man we recorded but i gotta we gotta um i gotta talk about uh um the studio we trust to you know record our stuff and, and um basically it's completely part of the team let me see if i have here um bring it up really quick if you go too long, you'll hear the you'll hear the music clicks and the Emmys go on in the background to walk you off the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking with you. Take your time. The show's about giving people credit. Uh, he recently recorded um, Houston, Texas. Okay, his name is Wynn Davis. All our songs are being mixed and mastered by Wynn Davis and Steve Ornest with Total Access Studios in Redondo Beach, California. And this is someone that Timothy Moss is very connected to. That's our bass player. So as you start to, you know, develop your your sound, as you start to develop your, you know, who you're going to work with, like these are like, I, I would say, you know, it becomes family. You know, basically you go, these, this is like the family that I trust. And that's why it sucks so much for Billy Joel, because he actually trusted his yeah. family. So it happens a lot, though, if you look back, though, I mean, it's happened to a lot of people. Yeah, money can um, obviously corrupt, you know. It can, but I mean, but it's exciting. It's exciting. You're you're performing. You, you know, you sound fantastic. The band sounds good. You know, you have a great name. I love the name. When I first heard, it, I'm like, all right, I'm interested. Like, because a, a band name can kind of like like, oh, really? Because I don't know. I'm 52, so I don't know if we're close to the same age. And we were actually talking about this actually with, with Opus when he was on. Like, we used to get excited when you're kids and you go to the record store and it didn't matter the name. The album cover got you, like, because we had we didn't have anything else streaming. You know what I mean? Remember that? You go in there and sure. this guy looks awesome or whatever. Nowadays, you can hear everything, so you better have a good name to catch you because there's just so much else out there to begin with. And a good thumbnail, like it's not like our days when we go in there and be like, "Look at this Metallica album. Look at this, you know, Megadeth album. This is awesome. This must yeah. be good." Like, that's gone. Yeah, right. I'm from the hardcore scene, and literally, my first okay, so, yeah. band, my first band's name was Red Death. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Second band's name was Allegro Thrash, and then it turned into Cat with a Mohawk. So I completely agree with you that, uh, yeah, the whole thing is about pulling people in. You know, I basically I, I want to I want people to know that I did my job, that I basically 
wrote good things. It sounded good. It looked good. It had a good name. You know, and I definitely don't want any part of the game to be slacked upon. I, I want it all to be. And I agree. I think it's a great name. It's only a good name. And that's and, 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 and the website over here on the site. Sorry, I'm not like, ignoring you. But as I'm looking at it, it's, I want people to we'll have the link. That's why I always do. The link will be underneath YouTube and on uh, the podcast. But it's a great website. It's, um, you can click anywhere on the top. It's going to bring you to, the, to the, any of the topics. Or you can just scroll through it as, as it's like one giant revolving page, like a conveyor belt of information. You know, and it it's connects great. You, connects you right to our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash engineered society rocks that's our facebook page we need more and more likes and really doing a show like this it's basically in the beginning stages and it is just as we were talking about it's reaching out to people who yeah. support original music and um that 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 want to help us fight this game and, and uh like, we, like i said the next thing we have planned we're booking some shows right now but the big really next thing we're we're um planning on is going to europe with our friend lord bishop we're going to be playing and um you just need to have i mean literally i want to be um connected to all my people in america because this is the first time i've played i've played out of the country but it's really the first time i'm doing like a extensive tour so when you have that street team or your fans connected to you it just is it's it's people have to know that they're they you it becomes very important for the band to have their their fans connected to them. Yeah, Wherever. I think I think it's really important. Did you so when you start off? I don't do do super nuts, but when you first start out, you've always been a singer. Or do you do you play any instruments also? So I started out um, when I was my mother wanted to be a country singer, and she came from a time where her mother thought that that was insane. So my mother very unhappily went on to become a nurse. But sure, this is something I heard because my mother passed away, but I heard from her sister. So my mother actually, I believe, lived through me. You know, when I came in the world, by the time I was five, I stepped on stage as a tap dancing singer. And um, so really singing, and that was my connection with my mother. You know, basically it was her dream and now here I am, a part of her stepping on a stage. So it's really always been singing, you know, and um, I, I play a little bit on the piano, but really singing. I mean, I really wish I could um, play piano and sing, but it's I'm more of a, um, a you know, a singer. <laughs> uh, playing a piano would be confining, I think, for me. I think just my my vote, my resonation of my voice is what I get off on and what I'm giving to the people and connecting to the people. Well, some some singers also play like a little bit of guitar and a little bit of bass because it helps them write down their songs, just like in rough, not not even being like a shred level, just to be like, I have an idea. I, I don't have my, you know, my Ingrid guitar soloist with me right now. I got some <laughs> ideas I want to lay down. You know what I mean? Like I rough it out. Parts. I definitely rough stuff like that out on, um, on, uh, on piano, like if I if I want to do something, I base I definitely I have like a piano in my room. I'm not a piano, a keyboard, and I definitely uh, am into co. You know, when I'm writing, I'll, I'll write a melody maybe on my uh, my keyboard. Probably, that really probably makes it really melodic. You can have a really heavy band, but if you're writing your melody on a keyboard, it's pretty hard to write a heavy melody. You can yeah. you you can because Van Halen's Unchained was written on a keyboard. So, 
Really? Oh, dude, yeah. and that's anytime you have like like in this conversation, anytime you have those references, I literally every day. I, but you know what though? I'm actually me, me and Opus were just talking about that. All he watches is documentaries. I may not be interested in something, but I'll watch the documentary. But music documentaries are really yeah, almost every music documentary ever, almost every music book. I'm just a sponge. So any any music documentary references in this interview, definitely use them because I could probably hit you right back and go, oh yeah. really? Well, Eddie was my <laughs> yeah. um my bass player, um, Timothy just called me. He can't get on the um the interview. Really? So, why can't you get on, Tim? Because I was in an area of Houston where we had a storm and it must have knocked out some of the reception. Uh -huh. so I couldn't get on Zoom and it's not working. But if you can talk to me through this, I'm fine. But yeah, can you? Can you? I can, I can, I can hear. You. I can actually hear him. Yes. Yeah. Can you hear? Yeah. Sure? You hear me? Right. I'm fine. All right. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hey, um, How you doing? Welcome aboard. I'm thank you. I'm doing very well. I was picking my car up at the detail shop, so I couldn't even yeah. leave and thrilled. Well, we're, we've been talking about the band and about now. We're now we're just gonna go back and forth about all of our <laughs> documentaries and all of our music uh, stuff as we were talking about a lot of a lot of uh, musical references at this point. Um, past stories, to, uh, newer music stories. How how the world's changed now. I'm sorry, I'm not, I didn't care. You go ahead and say it again, please. We were talking about how the music's kind of going back and forth, how the world's changed from old rock and roll to new rock and roll. How how now it's more of a hard work thing. Yeah, definitely it has. It seems to be less of appreciation for real talent. Although some of the metal guys are still really good, but overall, it's it's been a little bit alarming uh, how much it has changed and what it's produced. One of the things I've noticed, and I was starting to say this earlier, is is through my show what I've learned is a lot of the, the best artists and the nicest artists are a lot of the artists from the 70s, 80s, and like up to the 90s are the most open to the fans, the most open hard worker. You know, that's, they're the most team-oriented spirit than pop people or any other genres. It's crazy. It's always the rockers. They're still the ones that are just in it because they love it. They got time for everybody. It's insane, really. You know? I found that to be true, too. And of course, I think a lot of it is that those of us that have been playing for a long time have had to work really hard to get any kind of success in the business. And it wasn't something that happened overnight and it wasn't handed to us. So we're very respectful of the business and those who are in it. That I do. I, I do agree. I think I think and I, unfortunately, there's a couple of younger bands that aren't as um I think they want to be rock stars, but they, <laughs> they're not, you know, I've come across that too. Well, actually, I think that, um, as, as we, we've been talking about as time goes on in rock and roll, if you go back to Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra had a walk on stage with a 40 piece orchestra and they had one track to record on now, you know, so that means they had to know their game. That means they had to practice. That means they had to, be together, and especially with someone like Frank Sinatra, who's like a mafia guy or something, you get whacked. No, 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 right. <laughs> for not your tuba. But now, if, if you you see the, uh, what we have now is we have a thousand tracks. We have with technology. When a kid is growing up in music now, 
he has a thousand tracks. He can overdub. He can auto tune. He can do this or that. So he doesn't have to really know his instrument, like as as rock and roll is going on, like he, he you know, at, at other times. Yeah, and I think a new smaller battle. I don't know if it's going to be a big one where lines are drawn from certain fans are going to be just like with Napster came out, like the streaming battle, how it kind of dissipated. Now the, the debate is live to music to tracks, you know, and we're seeing that with, with Molly crew debate. We're seeing it with some other band that got totally beat up for like, they couldn't do their show because they, they lost their laptop, which is totally crazy for a band to say out loud. Even if it was true, you sprained your ankle and going up to see, you know, something happened, you know, you got a car accident or something. I don't know. That to me is not is not cool. You know, your live band. I'd rather hear a band suck live than 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 just program it. I think know? days everybody is so worried about being perfect, and that's one of the things that I like about engineered is that we we're not perfect and we know it. And what you get is what you get on our records. We didn't spend twenty hours a song recording them. We didn't have that much money. So you're getting a pretty raw recording, although it was recorded in a great studio in California or here in Houston or something. What you're getting is pretty much, you know, straight up second take. And well, uh, it's important. About it being perfect. Look at, look at some of your favorite bands growing up when they first started off, when they had no budget and they recorded it and how crazy those first albums are. Once they got successful, and they had these budgets for like eight months, a year in the studio. You know, it didn't change anything. The music got kind of sterile. It didn't make things any better. It just put more pressure on the band. I mean, why do you think it took so long for Chinese Democracy to come out? The pressure on that and on Axel was just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's like 18 albums worth of material he did. He just didn't release it because I think he had so much on top of him. I, I don't know personally, but I'm saying I can imagine, you know, you gotta keep going bigger and bigger and bigger. I think if you yeah. just do it, in a week or two and you send it out those are some of the best albums there's a there's an album by the eagles called desperado and i always use it as the example as literally as they started recording you hear somebody go hey and they left it in basically uh great music is capturing that moment and to the um to this band you know just talking about the players i'm playing with the last sound check we did, and we've heard this a couple of times, this has been a compliment. Uh, I got taken outside at the Metal Fest, the Milwaukee Metal Fest. And the first compliment was, I was like, I thought I was hearing a recorded track. So that's good. That type of the great musicians, we, we, we are people who have practiced our thing. So basically, we're not trying to be perfect in a sense, but we, it's like we know what we're doing and we're not coming in there expecting somebody to change or turn up or turn down um, something to make us better. We're there to, to bring the noise. Um, what is what is the plan right now? So you're talking about going to Europe. So recording music, you have some stuff out now, the MyTV. What can fans look at or people don't know? What can they do to roll up their sleeves to get into you guys, check out what like what's going on in summer, they can see you, you know what I'm saying? Well, we want to play everywhere. We basically um we want to play everywhere so right now we're investigating being a brand new band we're investigating different places where we can play and we're looking around texas we're looking at different opportunities and we're very we're very open to bringing people our music. very cool and so any any guys can do any like any more um singles or eps also added on to the summer or any any videos or anything 
whether it be lyric videos or live stuff, kind of keep the social media out there? Yeah, social media is a constant. Yeah, Go ahead, Timmy. Go ahead, Tim. Can we you hear? Do have a couple. Of, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting every other word sometime. But yes, we do have two videos that will be released this year. Uh, there's a lyric video that'll be released in a couple of weeks with our overseas announcement, and mm -hmm. we just finished a video for the song "Peace" in Houston. Christmas down here, and we finished that. It will be released uh, sometime around uh, probably before Thanksgiving. So we're going to continue to push my TV, the record, and all the songs on it and uh, see what kind of reception we get. We want to keep the buzz going. We've been very fortunate to gain a lot of interest in the industry, and we want to try to keep that going, obviously. So uh, that's what's up. Like we're talking yeah, I mean, about old times and new times. It's really we're definitely in a time of social media. And I even have another friend who's putting together sort of like a home sweet home music video for us. So we want to have constant, um, yeah. you know, social media representation, but really it, it, it comes back to getting out there live and reaching out to the people and being there live in the room with people. So we're investigating all angles with our label combat music uh, no, it's a com combat records. It's mind snap music with Opus and with a couple of people we're investigating the best places to play, you know, and the best places to get right in people's face and kick it live. I, I think you need to do both nowadays. You can't, you have to play, you gotta get people. But as we learned with, with COVID, if something, the world changes now for any reason we've learned, you still gotta keep afloat. And if you can't go live, you still have to have some kind of presence, whether, you know, it's, yep. it's doing streaming online, uh, live concerts online, selling your merch. So, and a lot of artists are, are going to this the the waterfall releases where they they'll have an album or they'll be writing an album, they'll be releasing it every month or two another song. And at the end, then they collect it together and it maybe put it out as a vinyl. That's kind of the things people have been talking about a lot lately. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an album guy. I kind of like everything at once myself. So, I mean, but I'm not the target audience, so I don't get a vote. So the album guy, actually, our distribution is uh, Von Artist, and the guy who runs Von Artist, his name's Larry Toring, and he's a huge album guy. You know, he collects records, actual vinyl. I've heard, you know, there's always the rumor that vinyl's coming back, but sitting oh, in back. the it's back. Sitting record from beginning to end, I mean, it's such a, you look at some of the great albums of all time, and I mean, literally... When a band gets it, when it, when a fan gets into you, they do want to. Even though we are in that time of releasing one song at a time, I mean, I I, I hope and believe that there are people that get into your stuff and want to take the adventure with you. You know, I think the rock people do, and actually, I can say the uh, I think vinyl actually outsold CDs this past year. So wow! This past, so yeah, vinyl is Here? back. Wow! Yeah, and actually, Metallica just bought a, bought a, bought a, a, a record factory to make oh. their own records us is the cost of the the production of the vinyl i mean hell you're looking at 10 15 dollars a unit to produce mm -hmm. it yeah that's yeah yeah how uh many -huh. yeah how I many yeah, I mean, printing and stuff yeah it depends on who you get yeah but i mean it's a fan thing and it depends on the band and where they're at and you know it'll cost you that much and you can't get under 20 and you can sell it for 30 you know <laughs> yeah. you sell a lot of them $10 a piece of merchandise for a piece of music is a quite a profit nowadays, you know? Right. You know and, and the model is, and I've seen a lot of artists that are touring artists that 
will do instead of getting trying to get the big platinum album, if they have a thousand fans to buy it, they're making more money. They've actually we've talked about the air, they've made more money now than when they were in the big record deals. This is them doing their own albums and touring and selling stuff on their own site. Wow. So it, it is a new business model. It is and it is doable. You know, I think everyone's kind of finding their way through, through the um through the woods, each artist to do that. And, and but being a band like yours is, is the only way to do it, you know. And that's the kind of band that's gonna find their way to, to, to make that profit, you know, without needing that. It's it's kind of putting your nose to the grindstone, working with people, you know. That's just the only way to do it. You say that. Uh, we've been kicking it around. And, uh, you know, being a new band, merchandise takes a little bit of time to get things. We've got a couple of T-shirts and some pictures yeah. and getting lanyards and patches and things like that. But, uh, you know, we'll definitely look into it. And I really appreciate you telling us that because I often wondered how that's working because, uh, you mm -hmm. know, I, the front end cost and with all of the rest of the cost of the band, it's like, oh, my God, we're burning money in the fireplace right now. But, uh <laughs> Well, it is like that, and, and that's the thing. So, it is a bummer knowing you guys are in Texas because I, I, I got I thought you were still from uh, around Connecticut because I was hoping to see you guys sooner, but it might be a oh, while to see you. Want to definitely come out to Connecticut, and we want to come out to the East Coast, and um, I'm definitely, you know, really thinking like what the optimal situation is uh, uh, back there because um, you know, at some point we definitely want I want I want to come home and uh meet all the old people and bring and get some new people so and like i said esp engineered society project right now is completely open-minded you know we see it as a, a world thing you know especially with headed heading to europe we're um we're seeing it as a we want the world to hear our music yeah probably to hit like the new england metal fest or something is that what it's called they have a couple of those big festivals yeah Oh, the festivals, like I said, this Milwaukee Metal Fest was so awesome, man. And yeah. festivals, festivals and colleges, to me, is where it's at. Yeah. I think you guys would do good. But, I mean, nobody knows until you do it, though. So, <laughs> and that's quite a gamble. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a booking agent. I couldn't take the stress. But, uh... Well, that's what we're working with right now. We're talking to some different... Um, actually, after we get off this, we're going to be talking to a friend of mine, who uh, is sort of joining the team and wanting to help us out? And like you said, it's 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 um it's a gamble. You never know what what someone can do and what their motives are and stuff. Yeah, it is. And, and Europe's a different thing now. The price and the cost of Europe is different. It's hard for the musicians from Europe to come over here. It's you know, it's a challenge. You know, uh, yeah. but I want I want to I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. And I want to encourage everybody to check you guys out. Check out the links. Buy the merch. <laughs> check out the band when they're around. So, so the big, big link is www.engineeredsocietyproject.com. And then the other link is facebook.com slash engineeredsocietyrocks. And we are now through Combat Records. We're on all social media. We're on Spotify. We're on Reverb Nation. We're on all platforms. And basically, we are through Combat Records, which is also distributed by Von Artists. So... We're everywhere right now available, and we we open up this conversation for everybody, man. If your scene is going on, we want to come play your town. So literally, get in touch with us through Engineer Society Rocks on Facebook, and let's open up some conversations, man. Great. And people just can click the link. Thank you guys for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so Thank much, you. Laughing Monkey. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thank you.